Hi, my name's Michelle Smith and I'm part of the New Dawn Chorus core team and I bring you this teaching today to help you discern the times and the seasons that you're in, how to uh, gauge prophetic words, uh, what to look out for and um, how to get the best out of them. And I think there are several important factors in discerning. And this is by no means an exhaustive list, but it is um, hopefully a helpful list for you. And our number one priority is our relationship and intimacy with the Lord, which will be our filter. As we worship, as we take communion and pray and read the word, these are essential, they're not optional. And they will be our filter through which we look at the times that we're in, how we uh, judge the situations that we're in, how we look at what's happening around the world and how we look at the prophetic words. There is a whole spectrum of pro prophetic words for any one season and it's important to learn to hear from the Lord for ourselves and then to help us to discern what other people are saying also. My next point is that perfect love casts out all fear. Is your search or your discernment coming from a fear base or faith and trust in God? Fear is really faith in the wrong direction. It's in the opposite direction of God. And his, his perfect love does truly cast out fear. So as we sit in his presence and as we allow his love to capture our hearts, to fill us, to cover us, then fear has no place. In fact, the word of God tells us that that fear is expelled out of doors when we are in living in the love of God. So firstly, ask Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you personally. Because it's so important that we learn to hear from Holy Spirit ourselves and not simply rely on what other people tell us. If we don't have our own discernment and understanding of the way that Holy Spirit speaks to us, then we can be confused and be, as the Bible says, tossed about on all the winds and waves and not have the stability. But when we stand firm in Holy Spirit and understand how he speaks to us personally, then it will really help us in discerning other things. So don't be a sheep that simply follows other people's butts blindly. We need to look up and not look to the person just in front of us. Though, of course, it's always good to test things when we feel we've got a prophetic word. It's good to run it past some people that we know, that we can trust, who know us, who understand us, who have prophetic discernment themselves. And then we can ask them to weigh it up for us too. There's power in unity and agreement. So look at and listen several prophetic voices and weigh them up. 
See where there's a match, where there's a common thread that runs through. And at the end of these bullet points, I will give you a few that you can look at yourselves and and see where there is uh, a common thread running through. And remember that no Christian, including prophets, are 100% right 100% of the time. It's important that we give each other some grace to be wrong sometimes. Even the, the most skilled and most accurate prophets can occasionally get it wrong. And I know people that, like Sean Boltz, who have had the grace uh, to actually put some of their mistakes out there on YouTube to show that they're not 100% right all of the time. In saying that, remember that God can and will use non-Christians to speak and teach us what he wants to say. Balaam's donkey is a case in point. Uh, Who'd have thought that God would use a donkey to, to speak to a man? But there are things that are happening within the world that are prophetic signs for us. Um, there are things, for instance, to give you an example, uh, we are in the season of fast food. So you could drive in one end and come out the other with your meal. And it's a sign of acceleration in things in the spirit realm too. So in the spirit, we can get much quicker answers to prayer sometimes than we have seen in other times in history. My next point is look at things that are happening. What changes are happening in local situations, national situations and international focus? What are the things that are happening around you that the Lord wants you to pray into and get prophetic words into? What is he teaching you to say? At this time of recording, we're Uh, in the COVID-19, the coronavirus lockdown. And we need to discern the times and the seasons here. What is the Lord saying? For me personally, I believe he's saying a few things. I believe he's saying that we need to learn well from this season in preparation for the next wave, whatever comes next, when the coronavirus is over and we've had an opportunity to breathe, I encourage us to write down the things that we're learning along the way. For me, it's about being self-sufficient in the Lord, self-sufficient in my time with him, making sure that he is my all in all. Praying. What are the keys for praying? Um, I actually have a, a prayer board where I've put categories of things where I um, can look to those as as bullet points, as headings, as prayer reminders. And the practical, how do I need to be prepared for times where I cannot go out to get food? What do I need to have in? What can I grow? Even uh, in a situation where you only have your windowsills or you only have a flat balcony, You can still grow some things for yourself to sustain you. Can you have some certain foods in the freezer, dry store foods uh, ready for such a time as this? So learn well in the season that you're in because you can be sure that there, whatever season you're in, there is an opportunity 
to learn and to put those things into practice for another season. What is the Lord saying? Ask questions like, is this from the Lord? Is this a smokescreen or a diversion tactic of the enemy? You know, again, as we're in the coronavirus situation and it's making uh, not only headlines news, but it's taking over most of the news broadcasting on television, on social media, in newspapers, everywhere. And there are some things that are happening, including laws being passed in governments across the world that are under the radar because we're simply not focusing on other things. When we were going through Brexit in the United Kingdom, it was a three-year journey and it took so much of the media that other things were hidden. Other things were happening under the radar. So ask the Lord, is there anything that is happening under the radar that you want to alert me to so I can pray? For example, human trafficking is still going on. Abortions are still taking place. Abortion laws are actually being changed. Um, Even during this time, and people are not looking out for those things in the way that I believe as Christians we should be. The third question is, how do I pray? What action am I supposed to take? What is and what should be my response? Is my response due to past experience, whether that's good or bad? Is it fear or faith? Do I need to search my own heart and look at the prophetic word from a different perspective? It's good to ask ourselves those questions. My fourth question, is it good to share or do I sit on and shelve it for now? Because there are some prophetic words or words that we think are prophetic words that we might change our mind about in a while. So sometimes it's good to keep those to ourselves, maybe write them in your prayer journal or type them up on your computer, type them up on your phone, voice record them on your phone, however you want to store those and then look at them maybe in a couple of days, maybe in a week's time or a bit further and just say, Lord, is did I get this right first of all? And is it for sharing or is it purely for me to pray into? My next bullet point is don't judge a book by its cover, so to speak. We may miss something important if we only listen to those who speak like we do, who have a personality or a style that we are drawn to. For example, Donald Trump or Boris Johnson may not be your cup of tea. They may not speak the way you like or make decisions in the same way that you do. But they have both been chosen by God to lead America and the UK because the Bible tells us that it's the Lord who assigns the leaders. He's the one that opens the door, Isaiah 22, 22, and he shuts the door that no man can open or close. He is the one that will allow 
people to be put into place to fulfill the things that he has for different nations. And we need to choose whether or not we honour these people. Do we honour their position as president and as prime minister? Because our attitude is going to be very important as we pray for the leaders of nations and as we pray for the nations that they are leading. Whoever they are, I believe we have a responsibility to pray for their safety, to pray for their welfare, pray for their for wisdom for them and for the wisdom of their advisors. Pray that they will only hear what they are supposed to hear and only say what they are supposed to say. May their priorities be God's priorities. My next bullet point is remember as his body, as the body of Christ, we may have different responses just as people do in revival. If you look at past revivals, you can see that while one person laughs, another cries and they might be standing side by side. While one rises up with the sword and shield and runs towards the battle, another stays home to care for the sick, to care for the wounded, to care for the babes. While one is on the ground, another is in the strategy room. We have generals, we have foot soldiers, we have people with different experiences as well as viewpoints. We all represent a different facet of God's nature. Let's bless, encourage, seek unity in diversity. Remember that everyone has a part to play. Whether they're a worship leader, an intercessor, a frontline worker, one of the fivefold, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists. They may be a server, somebody who is servant hearted and wants to serve. They may be exhorters and encouragers where their gifts to the body of Christ are to cheer people on to give encouraging words. There are those who are called to government, local, national and international. There are mums and dads, grandparents, caregivers, training their children and the list goes on and on. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 14 and following says that some body parts are vital yet hidden. And some, you know, are on the extreme ends. For example, thumbs and toes. If you have seen somebody without a thumb or if you've tried to pick something up without your thumb, you can see how much more difficult it is. The thumb is so important. It's an extremity. And so are toes. If people are missing their big toe, it can be more difficult to balance. It's good to remember that some are on the extremity, maybe on the fringe of church. Maybe they look different, sound different, dress different, but they are of importance to the body of Christ. So again, I would say there, do not judge a book by its cover or by the way that they present themselves. Look to the message 
and see what it reveals to you. There are some within the body who are extremely private. We have monks and nuns and others who feel called to their prayer closet to hide away from the world and just in his presence. I have a friend who for over a year would spend every day from six in the morning till ten at night just in the Lord's presence. She actually gave up her full-time job and did this day in, day out, even refusing to visit family because she knew the Lord had arrested her and called her aside. This was quite hard for her family, hard for her husband. He said it was a very unusual marriage, but they blessed each other and it was a journey that uh, propelled her into the next season. So remember that some, just like some body parts are private and not for sharing publicly, so also some people are hidden away just to be with the Lord. But you know, all are necessary and to be celebrated. So those are my bullet points and I want to encourage you now with a few Uh, words that we've been given over this season with coronavirus so you can get an understanding of how some things can go together. Uh, A man called Rod Anderson who with together with his wife have a church in London called the Commonwealth Church. They have a ministry called Prayer for the Nations and he wrote Um, quite a long prophetic word, a word for the church on the 13th of March 2020 and just a couple of points here to share with you. He said fear attracts attack. You actually become what you believe. It's important that we do not walk in fear and that we do not give too much focus to what the enemy is doing, but give more focus to what God is doing. We become his resting place. We become his voice uh, in the wilderness in this dry time. He says, remember that Satan works through intimidation and causes us to do what the enemy wants through fear. And we don't want to be in that place. And several prophets have actually pointed those things out. And another thing that Rod said, Rod Anderson said on Sunday the 15th of March 2020, uh, also on his Facebook page, was don't panic. Just believe that he, the Lord, has truly placed a division between us and the world. He said it is what I call the Goshen principle. Goshen is a type of the kingdom. Read through Exodus chapters 8 to 12. What comes upon the world is not supposed to come upon us. That is what he intends the world to see and draw them towards Jesus. So although we are in the world and we are amongst people, what comes upon them is not supposed to come upon us. Just as John G. Lake 
had his hands placed under microscope with viruses put on his hands and the virus disappeared. We can walk in that level of faith, believing that as we touch the sick, they will recover and what is on them will not come upon us because we have the Psalm 91 protection of God. And that is one thread that is running through the voices of the prophets and the prophetic people at this time. Pray Psalm 91 over yourself, over your household, over those you know and love, over businesses and take communion daily. There are other prophetic voices that are not connected. Uh, One is Charlie Shamp. And on May the 29th, 2018, almost two years before the coronavirus, he had a troubling vision and he said it will require intercessors to take this very seriously and pray into during this time. Again, you can look this word up on Facebook. It's quite a a long word and I'll just give you some portions of it. He saw terror cells in America and the nations of the earth. He saw homemade biological uh, warfare factories. He saw makeshift laboratories. He could see a laptop filled with thousands of files containing schemes bomb-making instructions and research on building home-brewed biological and radiological weapons. And these would wreak havoc to many. He saw a bioterror attack coming. And he says the church must rise in this hour and pray against these terror attacks that the enemy wants to bring. Now we know that they have come and we can be in a place of pushing back the enemy now, pushing back and believing for the UK. First of all, if you're a UK resident, pray for your nation that we will be in a place of firm foundation and strong foundation that we can then bless other nations as we have recovered with sending out our medical staff, sending out our prayer warriors and so on to help the other nations. He says, the Lord says, I will cover the people with my feathers and under my wings they will find protection. They will have no fear of this terror, nor for the pestilence that walks in the darkness. You know, we can be free from fear if we know whose wings we are sheltered under. If we know the Lord in intimacy, we can know that we sit enthroned in our place of authority under the wings of his protection that Psalm 91 tells us about. Charlie Shamp goes on to say in this message of May 29th 2018, I saw a mantle. It looked as though someone of royalty would have worn it and it fell to the ground. I heard the Lord say, I'm offering this mantle to many in this hour, but who will carry it to the ends of the earth for my glory? Charlie says, I asked the Lord, what mantle is it? He said, it's the mantle of abundant life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. There was one who carried this mantle many generations ago, my servant John G. Lake. He carried it throughout the earth and displaced diseases, 
darkness and death. Through his hands the most deadly diseases were brought to nothing and cities came under my hands of protection and prosperity. This mantle is coming again in the earth to combat what the enemy has set in place to come. But who will carry this mantle for my glory? The Lord says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, they will receive it. That's 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. He says, I will come to work with them. Healing and protection will be in their land. I will send my word and heal those around them, deliver them from destruction. I will deliver their soul from death, their eyes from tears and their feet from falling. Behold, I will bring them health and a cure. I will reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth found only in the joy of my kingdom. This is a true apostolic authority and it's about to be revealed. It hasn't been seen in many generations. It will be one known by the title, not by the title, sorry, but by the Acts with a capital A. He goes on to say, I can see the protection of God's hand come over regions and bioterror will not penetrate past the veil of the mantle. I saw churches become distribution centres that released peace upon cities and regions. They had the ability to expose darkness by prayer and secret terror cells were uncovered. I know what I was shown and we must not be slothful in prayer at this time. We must be diligent, seeking God for the protection of the nations. We must earnestly desire this mantle of abundant life to come upon the leaders of the body of Christ. I'm calling up all believers and intercessors to begin to pray this word through and cover your cities with Psalm 91. I believe it is a mantle from the Lord as I can still hear his voice saying, but who will carry this mantle for my glory? And another prophetic guy, as far as I know, no connection to Charlie Shamp, a prophet and co-senior pastor of Day Star Church in Atlanta, Georgia. His name is Johnny Enlow. He said, the Lord showed him the COVID-19 was biologically engineered in China and as it was being engineered, the Lord did some counteractive engineering. In doing so, God made this virus the most susceptible to being dealt with by faith. So those are two people unconnected who had the same revelation. Patricia King also has Uh, given an incredible talk about the coronavirus and you can find that on her website or on YouTube. She says twice before she overcame Ebola and the flu with spiritual warfare. When When we had those crises with the bird flu and with Ebola, she went to the throne room of God and he he allowed her to be part of the victory part of the uh, the army of God who were praying with warfare 
But when it came to COVID-19, the Lord said to Patricia King, take it to the mercy seat. 2 Chronicles 7.14 is the repentance from the church that is needed. He also told her there would be an escalation of earthquakes, the beginning of the end times as Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24 verses 5 to 8 and verse 12 and 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 5 and verse 13. Patricia has also written a new book called Narcissism Exposed. It speaks about people being bound hugely by this in these times. It's one of the signs of the times. Remember, discern the the times and the seasons. This is one where people are lovers of money, unholy. Now is the time to cleave to the word of God. Licence has been given to the enemy because of our sinful choices. And I believe in the UK that one of the things that uh, we have allowed in, which has been one of our uh, choices, if you like, by lack of voice, is the fact that we have allowed uh, other groups that we know the Lord would not um encourage in the way he loves everybody he loves everybody no matter what choices they have made but i believe that as we have allowed the rise in this country of the lgbtq to uh, infiltrate our school systems where we as churches have celebrated gay marriage i know this is controversial but i believe that we have opened the door to many things including the coronavirus through the choices that we have made by keeping silent a friend of mine had a dream she had a dream there was a party in her house and the party was against her will she was she had not invited these people in and she spoke to one person and said who let you all in he said the gay guy let us in she believes that this was a word for the nation that by the things that we have allowed to come in we have opened the door for the enemy to have a party in our nation so who will join in with the 2 chronicles 7:14 who will pray and be one that stands for the Lord, is willing to be his mouthpiece. You may be one that stands in the secret place and decree these things. You may not be called to the public place. You need to know where you are called to right now to make the decrees that the Lord has given you. I believe that realignment of the body and its leaders are key. Where we will choose to serve one another, to honour one another, to work together as his body, I believe that unity will become the blanket, the cloud of cover for the nations, that as we choose to prefer one another, as we choose to serve one another and honour one another, then we will have the right to close the door for the enemy. Honour is so important. I encourage us at this time to see 
what we are going through as an opportunity for the church to rise up. Where other organisations are having to close down, we as the church can be there and ready to step in the place. We can be there on the end of the phone to pray for people. We can video call people and pray for those that are in isolation. Encourage those who are alone and not able to see their loved ones, not able to mix in their community. I believe there has never been such a time as of isolation as this. And we can remember that the Bible tells us God works through all things for our good. Nothing falls out of the category of all things. So I'll leave you with this question. What is the good that the Lord wants to show you right now? What is he showing you for yourself for your family, for your community, your workplace? What is he showing you that he wants to work for the good through you, in you and for you? Be blessed, be encouraged and if this word resonates with you then I encourage you to share it with your friends and your family. God bless you all.